0: Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. Now where it is now, everybody wants a piece of the market. (laughs) Oh my God, that is funny! I don't remember asking you a
1: thing. Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse
2: you? With all due respect, what the are you talking
3: about? Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? What the is so funny about me? Tell
4: me. Tell me what
2: you You represent the idiocy of today. I did not know that. English,
0: motherfucker! <laughs> do you speak it? Are you listening to me? How's my together? How's my together? Nice
3: personality combination. Hostile and intolerant.
2: So that's...
5: that's it, then. No one else really knows anything. <laughs> well, more bit Slash and Jacks. I'm We have Matt Byrne on the board, and we have Greg Pappas in the studio and uh, pretty soon I'll be able to hear myself here as soon as Matt turns the thing back up. Hey, you're all the way up. Uh, cannot hear any... Barely hear myself. Here. All right, we'll fix that in the break. He's a, he's a fixer kind of guy, this <laughs> man. Uh, we have uh, the big news this morning. is a uh, First Republic is taken over by J.P. Morgan Chase. And
2: the market doesn't care.
5: And the market doesn't seem to care. I, uh, it's frosting the hell out of me, to be honest with you, but uh, that's just me.
2: Because the banks that are worth... You know, a billion or two billion dollars don't matter.
5: I'm going to say that Jamie Dimon got a, a great deal, and the population got a crummy deal, and now everybody else is going to have to pay FDIC fees for the rest of their life
2: to make uh, up for it. Well, if the FDIC had to pay something, I'm glad it's less now. So,
5: well, I mean, you're you're one of these guys that are uh, we're not sure exactly what you are, but a moral moral relativist or something.
2: Moral relativist, I'm just you know just if. if if banks make bad loans and people start to bail, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Well, Let's the, the scenario
5: way. here, we actually we talk about a lot, because Kevin's going to pound a little bit with John today, because uh, there, there used to be other kinds of banking rev- regulation, for lack of a better term, and the world was a different place. Now, one of the themes, Greg, as you know... The Dow bit, futures are up now, aren't they? Uh, let me see what the Dow futures are. Yeah, I'm looking here at this this other article. I think
2: they finished last. Well, week should somewhere be, because around. J.P.
5: Morgan's up five bucks, so that's yeah, somewhere around that's, a billion. It's forty a billion down, two billion dollars or something. It's only up seven bucks. Um, so yeah, but it, but you have a situation where I believe there's four banks that are all uh, systemically important. Well, busting the rules of how much deposits you can have of the whole country. Instead of saying they can't get any bigger, we
2: decided that. We need to be for us to be safer they need to get bigger. I would imagine that you just play some games with the balance sheet and you transfer your, no, you your can't deposits de- you can't, you somewhere can't, else. You
5: can't de- you can't get
2: rid of your deposits. Not get rid of them, but you say they're coming from other places. Where? So if, I don't know, the Cayman Islands or See, something uh, like no, that. No, I mean if, if if you go down
5: there and open up account at Chase and put five hundred bucks in there, it's a deposit. they can't even they can't
2: can't deny that. Just saying. <laughs> um you underestimate their lawyers. Well, that's what I'm saying.
5: I, I, don't, I don't know why the younger generation, which you are one of, by the way, you guys are great. I, mean, we, you know, I hope that you take care of things when we're all gone. But so you, you can't just be okay with all this stuff. You, you, if there is a rule that says, a, a law that's there for a reason, that says people can only be so big because it, it causes a systematic problem, you don't just give those guys... More stuff. I mean, for, for, I'm sure, some terrific well, They, they took some losses.
2: No, we, they didn't. Why, we, why do you say that? Because their FDIC payments are going to go up their... They're going their, to get those from you. They're not uh, going to pay them. Well, that's true. They're they're uh, completely government-driven. Their incentives are driven by the government. Their
5: incentives are, 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 so, to, are to make an idiot out of the government, which they always
2: do. Right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, they make idiots out of themselves a lot, too. So Well, that's only because people, they get too greedy. That's, I mean, that's you, you can get too greedy.
5: That's, that's the norm. Well, I'm just saying, it's. I, I really don't want to see this every
2: weekend, but we're going to talk a little bit about how... Well, even, like like we kind of said before, uh, even if it's, say, this was the 14th or 16th largest bank or whatever, if the FDIC was going to lose, say, 9 to $13 billion for every single one of these banks that are going to fail... Which I don't think it's going to happen. But say they did, and every single one of those fail, call it another hundred more or something. You know, that's that's in the Fed's eyes, that's not a substantial sum of money. They they print and they <laughs> they turn on the it spigot. Is, it is a dramatic and, sum of money, and they can just say, "Oh, well, your deposits are guaranteed now, and the stockholders are wiped out." And it's a dramatic sum of money. If a bank costs
5: cause costs the government 13 billion dollars. Well, it cost course.
2: that every... every When they print that every other day. I mean, that's not... Okay. That's, that's not consequential for them.
5: All right, you, whatever. I mean, it, it, it comes into this, this relativism stuff. It, it, that's what happens. What what is Dirksen, Dirksen, Senator Dirksen used to say before your time? A billionaire, a billionaire, pretty much it adds up. All
2: of a sudden it adds up. But why are, why is this important now? I mean... <laughs> Well, because <laughs> when they because, created the Tea Party movement on the trading floor. Well, but this, this
5: first of all, this, this happens dramatically because we have people that went down to zero interest rates. An awful lot of people really benefited by that. Most people did not. Okay. Yeah, you
2: got hurt by inflation.
5: You got, you got buried by inflation. They're still getting buried by inflation. Yeah. So the Fed, the Fed decides to. Well, they didn't decide to. They're selling all these bonds. At ridiculously low prices because that was the interest rate. Right. Without saying, all you, all you got to do is, is listen to just about anybody, certainly this show, and people like me are saying, wait a minute, what happens when these things go up? All these bonds are going to be underwater. Right. We, Silicon we're, Valley we're, found we're, out the hard way. Well, we're going to talk about this with Kevin. So you've got some stupid rule that says, and we're going to talk about this as well, um, he's, he's going to call him for a little bit, uh, that, that says you don't have to mark stuff to market if you think you're going to hold them for the rest. Well, that is such BS. If I, if if if, you're, if, 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 uh, if Grandpa uh, Greg, Pap, Grandpa Pappas came in and he gave me five million dollars to manage, and I was foolish enough to buy U.S. Treasuries thirty years out for him, even though he's Oops. ninety years old. Oops. Well, the thing of it is, we we get and Kevin's going to talk about this. I probably should put this off, but I'll, since we're already on it, if all of a sudden those bonds are trading seventy. Grandpa Pappas gets a sheet and says, by the way, this $10 million is now worth seven. Right. Okay, so he, he knows he gets the sheet that says, okay, it's worth seven. Now, there's some crinkle in the law crinkle, wrinkle, whatever you want to call it. It says if you plan to hold them to the end, they're still worth ten. No, they're not. Now, my question is, and I'm going to ask Kevin because he was a, a bank guy that money, i got to believe, most of these smaller banks. Is still with some securities firm somewhere? What do they do? Do they do they give them sheets that say they're still worth hundred? Well, 10? you change the the entries. The I
6: mean, in, are they are they getting you are, add zeros?
5: But I you getting Bernie Madoff sheets. I mean, what they, what they, so all of a sudden, the, the Fed created this problem. So now they had some guy on uh, yesterday. Well, he's got all these conservative shows on our place? Some what some guys on there about you know banks uh, fail to control their interest rate risk. Well.
2: The Fed. I wouldn't would, be surprised if, if FRC had some hedges on and, and the depositors just got spooked. So if you take out half the depositors in, in less than a week, yeah, the bank's going to go under. But I wouldn't be surprised if the balance sheet actually wasn't terrible and J.P. Morgan was, was very interested in that, it oh, sure. that way.
5: I, would, I would be, wouldn't be a bit surprised, but, it, but the, the depositors did get spooked. But now, the question is, one of the themes of the show, Greg, because nobody can ever figure what a theme is and be talking about a different subject, but... To me, there's a, there's a there's a unity to it. Every time we do something in this country now, we try stuff, which is fine. You're supposed to try stuff. I mean, I, I, mean, I try stuff every day when I do a trade. But the idea is you're supposed to realize that it may not work out right, and there's got to be a way to bring it up, bring it back, or at least review how you're doing. Government doesn't seem to think they want to do any of that stuff, which is bizarre to me. But we used to, we used to have a system, and again, we're going to talk about this in a, in a bit. I want to get to you. Matter of fact, we should, well... Well, uh, I don't
2: know the system well, what I mean, I'm saying it used to be demand
5: deposits and then there were time deposits. Demand you, you couldn't take it you didn't get a right to the time deposit, it was 30 days. They could wait for you. So the idea that, that all this money is now demand deposits and there's no reserve requirement this is not working out well. And when I when I was your age you either had a checking account which is a demand deposit which didn't make it didn't pay any interest and then there was a time deposit if you wanted to get paid interest well, you couldn't. You couldn't. First of all, to get the time deposit out, you had to go to the bank. You couldn't write a check on that. There were no well, checks. That's why to. you
2: sign up for Apple and do their new uh, uh, okay, but,
0: four okay. percent or forty.
5: You, know, you guys all want to get. The point being is, is should all this money be available in one second, for if, in the bank, or should there be, should there be time deposits and and that's why they used to call it M one, because that was fast money. M two was not was was a savings deposit, saving stuff. Okay, so the question is, how is this working out now? But, Everything's faster. Well, but, but, but is that a good thing or bad? I guess well, I don't know. It just is. Well, okay. It, it would was you a lo- rather
2: have a uh, billion dollars or say, I don't know, say you're a huge company and you have a – or a huge individual and you have a ton of money, would you rather put it in something like J.P. Morgan or, or in
5: uh, – We don't we don't know that yet. We, just, what what happens if J.P. Morgan has a
2: problem?
1: They might have a problem.
5: Apple has no business – if they want to, if they want to form a bank, let them form a bank.
2: Well, that's what they're—they've got their credit card, and they also have that savings
5: okay, account. The, they're going to do. Are we going to go genuflect at
2: the altar of Apple? I don't know, but they seem to have way more money than <laughs> way more money uh, cash. Well, at what least I wanted than, to ask you, than everyone else. I, I
5: have a client who wants to uh, who trades an awful lot of spot copper. Is it possible to is copper a legitimate product over at the board of trade?
2: Copper futures, definitely, yeah. and uh, and do you have options I mean, in them. Uh, it's less liquid than, yes. There's definitely options. I mean, so I
5: should maybe talk to this dude about instead of trading spot copper on a day-to-day basis, maybe doing the futures or the options. Certainly the futures. That's I mean, what I would do. But friendly, you know, everybody's you, different. I don't even know how you trade with spot copper, but uh, evidently he owns a copper mine or something. Yeah,
2: copper is. I mean, that's a. That's a hedge. Right, so, <laughs> you, so you're saying you got a, a lot risk. of risk out
5: there. So you're saying that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. To yeah, say. that's
2: if you. I mean, that's right. in the same way that say farmers had the opportunity to hedge uh, six or um, a year out last year, and now the beans are you know way lower, and corn is way lower, and wheat is wheat is went from what yeah. seven to five. You know, well those guys aren't going to have as good a year this year. If is
0: right.
5: down two, and if he's down eight, be right back.
3: Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help.
5: Hello, this is Tom Howell the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, Well, I'm, back, I'm, I'm Tom Howell, Matt Byrne on the board, SP futures down one and a quarter, uh, NASDAQ futures down 650, uh, the big news obviously is uh, First uh, First Republic has been taken over by, uh, well the, the good part of, of uh, First Republic has been taken over by J.P. Morgan, Gotta go figure huh, and, uh, and the bad part is taken over by uh, us, the citizens, the people. Uh, and, uh, and, our, and our, my, my uh, co-host today seems to think that's fine, even though he's not one of those guys. But uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> Love you, Chief. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, uh, is, is Jamie Dimon a customer of yours? Or what, what's going on over there? I don't know. Jamie
2: Dimon is the, what's it called? It's like the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, around the
5: rest of the world here, we've got, we've been up all last week. So it's, been a, it's been a huge week for the market last week. Uh, we've got a Europe. We've got the DAX uh, up 121.8%. These guys are catching up on us on Friday a little bit. FTSE up 38.5%. CAC round up 7.1%. They're the, the only laggard. We're in Asia. we got the kneecap 266.9%. Hang Sang up 543 Those guys have quieted down, though. last few days, Greg, they've only been up or down 50 points instead of the usual 300. Well, did
2: you see the currency move?
5: Uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah. Shanghai up up 37, 1.1%. Uh, as a way of review on Friday... Uh, Dow was up two seventy two, and P up thirty four, Nasdaq up eighty four. that's after a huge day on Thursday, so it's two days in a row. Uh, oil down a wow, buck sixty three. Wow, seventy five fifteen. Rent down a buck 78.77, Natural gas down three cents, two thirty seven. RBOB down four cents, two forty eight. We've got gold down a $1. buck forty nineteen ninety seven. Silver, rubber up thirty cents, which is kind of weird. Uh, one twenty one. It would be different from gold. A copper down a penny at 386. And we've got Bitcoin down 845, 28,0531. And as Greg has pointed out, we've got actually the there was a dollar move earlier, but now the uh, dollar is only up a little bit. It was up more earlier, but I still got the pound at 125. That's actually uh, Yeah, the
2: pound move last week and the, yeah. the yen moved big time last week. Well, the
5: euro's 110 and the pounds 125. So the the dollar being uh, so we're we're putting money into the system and nobody else is. So now instead of this coordinated effort we saw we're the ones that are doing every time we're, every time we seem to save a bank we pour money in the system you know we'll see what happens this week uh Man Air Force traveling weather sports great ending
1: to the sox game in a miserable weather oh definitely yeah well good morning it is uh May 1st at 636 a.m uh, 2023 uh, this morning in Chicago it's uh, raining it looks to be this way throughout the day 39 degrees currently we're hitting a high of 45 this evening tomorrow cloudy skies with a high of 48 and a low of 36. In Phoenix, clear skies today. 75 degrees currently. A high of 95 later on. Red flag warning for fire weather in the area until 8 p.m. in the area. How can it be fire weather if it's raining? Oh, not for us. For Chicago, for, for Phoenix. Oh, all right. That's for Phoenix. Red flag era warning area in the Phoenix. Uh, in the MLB yesterday, of course, Cubs lost to Marlins, four to three. White Sox lost to Rays, twelve to nine, and Diamondbacks lost as well, twelve to four to Rockies. Last night in the NBA Heat beat Knicks one oh eight to one oh one in East semifinals, and Warriors won against Kings one twenty to one hundred in West first round. So for now, Chief, back to you. Do we have Mr. Flanagan? We do indeed.
4: Yes.
6: Good,
5: I need good another morning, old Tom guy. I need yeah, no, another need another old
4: guy.
1: Good morning all.
5: Yeah, good I need another old guy. Greg's killing me. It's <laughs> <laughs> my job. Just saying, uh we're we're talking about uh banks and deals and how easy it is to you have eighty-four locations and you know billions of dollars of deposit to somebody who's already breaking the deposit rule. It appears uh, we don't care about any of these rules. How, why do we think other people should care about them if the government doesn't care about them themselves? Just out of curiosity.
4: We shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 as long as you can afford to uh, get out of trouble, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. And and, the, and that's always the problem. Is. Uh, is can you afford to get yourself out of trouble? And as long as you can, hey, break away.
5: John, I, uh, I asked Kevin to come out for a second. I thought the first few minutes we we want to talk about a little bit of not these what's going on necessarily with the with the banks is just the evolution of uh, banking rules over the last you know twenty five thirty forty years. And oh, uh, you and I have talked actually probably more than Kevin and I about how we seem to pass new laws, new everything and we don't seem to have any review period to figure out how we're doing with that uh... in virtually every area you know whatever it is and now we've got this banking thing and Kevin and I were talking on the phone yesterday and we thought maybe we would review a little bit on just what banking rules sort of used to be as a historical perspective and what reserve requirements used to be and the progress going forward in those and it kind of leads you to sort of what's happened now that really could not have happened 25 years ago. Now whether other stuff's better because of the change in rules or not, you know, that's, I guess for you guys we're all we're all to opine on, but Kevin, kick me if I'm wrong, but if you feed, zip back to 1980, 1985 first of all, the reserve requirement I think was 20%, wasn't it Kevin? Reserve requirement meaning if if uh, Kevin deposits a million dollars in the bank they could only lend out 800000 and then if they lend it out to John and John puts the money back in the bank. They could then only lend out six forty of that, and that's. So there was a there was a governor on how quickly, this money could sort of multiply. Also, you had M one, which was demand deposits. If okay. I remember,
2: or, didn't Continental Illinois get all their deposits guaranteed?
5: Uh no that's that's another that's a question I'm getting to that one that's another question, but, but then that it, was that was
2: before. I'm saying there were
5: demand deposits where you didn't pay interest on. You couldn't. That that was considered the fast money, the quick money, and Milton Friedman's when he went back on the history of the United States. Uh, then there was time deposits, and, and most of the, most most of the time, you had, if you had a million bucks, you probably had ten grand in your checking account in case you needed it, and the rest was in some kind of a time deposit where you got interest on it. But the time deposit, well, in those days, you actually had to go into the bank to get it because what it you couldn't there were no checking, there was no checks on it, and. And uh, if they if they're in times of crisis, the banks could hang on to it for was it was it Kevin was it thirty days?
4: Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You had um, uh, yeah anything that was a time deposit, which included um, your savings account, like a passbook savings.
5: Uh, yeah. So so, you so had they
4: generally they would give it to you immediately. Yeah, but They didn't have to. They
5: didn't have to. So so the the your demand deposits were stuff like compensating balances that Pullman might have for a. A loan agreement, it's certainly your payrolls, anything that you uh, had to pay, you know, if you're paying your electric bill and all that stuff, that was all th- and that was the, the money that changed hands frequently either as an individual or as a company and the rest of the money you had in a, in a, in a savings account and I'm, I'm not saying that's right or wrong I'm saying that's the way it was so you had those two things together, you had two essential governors on the system you had the reserve requirement and you had this you know, uh, checking account stuff versus savings account, and over a period of time now, the whole thing is totally blended. First, it became sweep accounts, and one would automatically sweep to the other. But even then, Kevin, I think when the sweep accounts first came up, they didn't have to sweep it. I mean, in times of crisis, I didn't think. I don't think. I think the sweep account. Uh, even now, I, I think. Well, it,
4: the the sweep was a mechanism. Yeah. The, the accounts generally in those days, the. Um, the, the banks didn't want to pay, or uh, wanted to be able to pay interest on demand, which they couldn't at the time. Um, and so, what they what they did have the right to do was to offer these uh, money market uh, accounts. And the money market account had a transaction limit, an external transaction limit. So you could you could do like three checks and then three other transfers, something like that. Um, in any given uh, statement month, uh, cycle month, and so uh, so, but internal transactions didn't didn't matter. So that's why they started doing these automated sweep accounts, so that you could, uh, you know, effectively, they, uh, the companies could keep all their money in an interest bearing um, interest bearing instrument, and then uh, they just go at the end of the day settle up. Against the uh, interest-bearing account, they'd settle up the transaction account.
5: But you would never—I mean, you—you—you—which
4: was basically just scamming the—you know, playing the game.
5: But you—you you could. Well, that's—that's because that's the interest rate got so high, and nobody wanted to leave anything in, in a non-interest-bearing account, so it got to be so onerous. But still, the, the money in your in your in the M1 account, the, the uh, cash and circulation and demand deposits—that was the stuff that you know, pump. The stuff would fly in from the customer at Pullman. You have a huge deposit, the next week you'd, you'd pay payroll, you'd pay depositors. It really was a transaction account versus other other account, right, Kevin? I mean, it, it was the fast money, even even today. That's why the exchanges uh, have to, uh, have to. they have their own opening into the Fed. Because if you, if you dropped $500 million, even on J.P. Morgan today, with the idea that tomorrow you might have to take it out, they don't want it. Right, Kevin, because because it, it's uh, it's considered fast money, and you actually have to have more capital for that. It's it, what I'm saying is is now it's time to review where we are and say is were any of those old rules do we need them again and do we want any kind? I don't think I think we should have at least the reserve requirement of five or ten I mean, percent. I'm, I'm just saying, if you were to review it, Kevin and Jan, how how do you think the new thing is going? No, everything's a demand deposit, and oh, by the way, there's no reserve requirement. Well, this is the second time in four weeks. It hasn't worked out so well, has it?
4: It, it hasn't. <laughs> it's interesting to, to look at the uh, financial statements for um, uh, for First Republic because they did announce, let me see, what was their earnings? Uh, uh, their earnings last time, uh, just a week or so ago for the quarter, were $269 million net income. Now that was down 33 <laughs> percent from from the right. uh, uh, year over year, uh, so that part wasn't good. Uh, but then, you know, it, you can go back to the fourth quarter, and even in the fourth quarter, um, it, you know, the uh, net interest income, believe it or not, rose <laughs> over the year um, uh, by almost five percent, uh, and and they made money. They were they were. A, they beat their uh... they beat their estimates on the money so it, this is the classic example of uh... of you know bleeding cash while you uh... while you uh... make money while you make income uh... and and this gets back to what you were discussing earlier is the accounting treatment on long-term debt um, in a changing rate environment and they just they just weren't prepared for that so as we discussed on the phone yesterday uh, the you know there's a lot of blame to the government and and that's where you were focused and at the same time i was focused on the idea that uh, you know the government you know the fed has been telling us they, they told us they were going to raise rates long before they raised rates and they've been raising rates for a year and uh, and you have these idiots running the banks and they're thinking ah oh, they don't really mean it um, well but it's
5: also the only thing they can use for capital Kevin. you you can't
4: well, un- unless there's enough, uh, um, yeah, unless there's a good, depo- uh, strong deposit base.
5: Well, I mean, you can't, even if you were a treasurer of the state of Illinois, and John knows this probably better than anybody, if you're, you can only uh, invest in a U.S. currency or U.S. paper. You can't invest in anything else.
3: It's, yeah, it's I, I, understand yeah, I, I understand
4: that. Yeah, I understand that, the problem always, and this is, you know, this is a, a different version of what happened in the early 2000s. The problem is that uh, everybody says they want to have this great commercial bank balance sheet, uh, but they can never get enough demand um, for, you know, enough loan demand. They can never scare up enough loan demand, even though they have a lot, um, and so they have to go fill it up with securities. So last time around, it was you know that was all mortgage-backed securities of various kinds, and when that tanked, they were doomed. This time, it's government securities, and when those interest rates drop, like like excuse me, those interest rates make your existing securities, your long all that long-term stuff that they bought, uh, to squeeze a little bit more rate out of it. As soon as that uh, that goes in the tank, then. Here we are again. Um, Are you on? Did you lose me?
5: No. No. Still here. No, We managed to, uh, we had some kind of humming in the thing, and it dropped, and I thought you guys dropped. But Kevin and and John, isn't the whole idea of having a Federal Reserve is is they are the banker of last resort, correct? So the, the confidence in the system is supposed to be that if you have a An agrarian bank somewhere, and all of a sudden those farmers have a bad year, and they can't repay their loans. They're supposed to show up with a Brinks truck and make sure everybody's everybody's whole. The the idea that you now we're having runs on banks like in the '30s, when banks that are quote, quote still solvent. This is insane. This is insane. This is not supposed to happen,
7: right? It, you know, it reminds me, Tom, that, you know, the Fed came out of the 1907 panic, which is what you were just describing, you know, the agricultural inequalities or, you know, the, the climactic conditions or whatever that made it possible for things in one part of the country to go belly up and everything else was okay elsewhere. But we got kind of the same thing now. If you look at, you know, Silicon Valley and First Republic, these are all, you know, West Coast operations. Where it has, has nothing maybe to do with agriculture, but it's it's concentrated risks or mismanagement, um, that is precisely the same thing, you know, that happened 125 years ago, that we don't seem any better equipped to limit or to prevent. So I don't know if we've learned very much. Well, that's
5: yeah. I don't. But Kevin, is this rare that these banks have this? And uh, you know. As Greg. The same question, because I'm sure it's all over the board of trade floor where he hangs. Is it? Is it? On, on a business side, we always know that there's going to be a somebody that has, a, you know, some, you know, million dollar, how many million dollar payroll going out on a Friday, that they're way over the deposit limit. But this, this, how this, this bank. They're, I read today in a on CNBC article that they would they would give people these mortgages for their house at way lower than, than regular rates just so they would keep huge chunks of, what, like company
7: money in there or something? I mean,
2: yeah, what the hell yeah. kind of deal is that? It worked out, like out just fine. It's like giving
7: green stamps to your best customers or something. It, but worked, I mean, yeah. it worked
2: out just fine as long as that those customers still had jobs that paid them however much right. and, and all in the same right. space.
7: But then all of a
5: sudden, one day they say, okay, we're all... We're all pulling our money out of this out of this dump. By the way, we're keeping our mortgage.
4: <laughs> yeah, I love my sweet deal on the mortgage. Yeah. Keeping that one.
5: So, but the, the whole point is, I mean, it's it's supposed to be, if the banks are solvent and somebody pulls a hundred million dollars out of this bank and sends it over to to Greg's bank, Greg's Greg's supposed to have too much money that night. The other guys don't have enough, and they should just borrow it right back. Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? And now, right. is that system failing, Kevin, or what?
4: That's a good question. I don't. I don't have a good answer for that. Um, they to, when they borrow it back, they still have to have you know they still have to have the ability to repay it at some point.
5: Well, that's true. I mean, uh, but they, they claim that these guys. And I was just reading the article that they were like seventy percent of all the of all the, the loans out of the discount window in the last month or so. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Yeah,
4: <laughs> um, but I mean, it's yeah. It, I, well, there's 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 an aspect of this that shows up in management in all kinds of management areas, um, and it it's the same it's the same mindset that you know that come comes to a head when you see the announcement that hey, we're going to uh, uh, lay off ten thousand people, thats <laughs> that is uh, that. There's no, there's no self-governance, self-restraint, um, in a lot of businesses when things are going well. So, how you know? How long have we basically? Uh, made it easy on the banking industry. We bailed them out, and we bailed them out and kept the bailout in place for, what, 15 years? Yeah, we bailed
5: them out. We bailed them out by giving them so much profit that we say, you guys can't screw up again because you got so much money. Yeah, exactly.
4: It's more than a bailout. It's more than a a, bailout. But it was a rate... It it started with a bailout uh, of the banks that were failing, and then we kept... We maintained a rate environment that made it almost impossible for them to fail. And when that rate environment changed there they were the the sort of the blocking and tackling of running any company and it, it is one maintaining discipline even when times are good so you know the you know what I had mentioned before about being overstaffed it's like everybody walks in and says, "You know, I could use another person, you know I could use another person. Nobody shows any self restraint on that, Yeah, go ahead, hire' them, fire away, We can afford it um, and then and then, when suddenly we can't afford it, and now we're we're telling thousands of people they don't have a job. You you know go ahead just keep you know keep chugging along with this don't uh, don't worry about the uh, interest rate environment until all of a sudden the interest rate environment comes crashing down on your head Um, this is all about the whole there's a whole discipline to risk assessment to really understanding what is out there what is likely to happen what will what is guaranteed to happen eventually which. You know, rising interest rates was guaranteed to happen eventually, and then to be in a position to deal with it. And they're in it, It's like everybody's caught by surprise. Geez, rates are going up, and we're sitting here stuck with all with this really crappy portfolio as a result of it. That's just bad management, too.
5: Well, I think you I know
4: should... you you can you can talk about the government side of it, and I'll agree with you a hundred percent. But I talk about the management side of it as well, and I I I just think it's really really. Or uh, a risk assessment.
5: You're, uh, you're you're walking into the the argument that well actually John and I who we have on a couple weeks ago John we were ex- excoriating the person. It was Greg. It was Greg. We were bringing excoriating guys. Greg and I wasn't at all. Oh, I have called in and joined in then. <laughs> no, because but he, he was 100 percent correct in the sense that why didn't these people see the risk in hedge? All they had to do is. Is is listen to anybody and say God these these rates you got to hedge them right Greg I mean it's essentially what you're what you're saying and, and you don't you, need to you, listen
2: you, to anybody you just yeah. need to look at the yeah look at the risk where the risk is on your well sure if you've got all of one thing maybe you might want to pick up something but but
5: you're you're the trader that says okay what can go wrong obviously what can go wrong is for interest rates to shoot up so you, you do something against that that that's a trader mentality and I, and I'm with you yet yet you can't on, on, a, on a level where you're talking about a government selling. Ten trillion dollars a year of this crap. At the, when I say not this crap, it's not crap, but at those rates, somebody owns it, right? I mean, you, 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 the whole world can't hedge, right? Because who, who's going to be on the other side? You and I can do it, right? Because but you, you can't extend yourself from that. I mean, the yeah, fa-
4: but it's not something. It's not something you do when you see the. Uh, uh, the light of the train at the end of the other end of the tunnel. Right. It's the th- It's something you have to do before you go into the tunnel in the first place. But
5: it, it puts the Fed in the. I didn't position. even know they were the tunnel. Yeah.
2: They just made the decision. We're going wherever, mm-hmm. wherever the U.S. Treasury takes us, we're going. With well,
4: a, with a hail and hearty woohoo at every step yeah, of the way.
2: And the the Stanford humanities people. Well, I. But I mean, the Fed's <laughs> in a position
5: where, and this is the part that frosts me as a south sider. I'm shocked, shocked you got these crap investments. You're the one who sold them to me. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, isn't that the truth? But I mean, yeah, there's yeah, a little the truth. but you I can't believe you guys you guys didn't do do something with the uh, uh, you know, what our what are these investments and and uh and all of a sudden they the uh, you know, whatever. But so Kevin, uh one, one last question, and we'll let you go, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll I'll argue with yeah, John have, have, a, have, have
4: a fun conversation with John. You guys <laughs> you guys need to you know, just come up with something that's a little well. Bit my more, question is a little cherry.
5: I asked you yesterday that the uh, the part about not marking the the bank the uh, statements down. Do, do they actually keep the bonds at a hundred dollars on their statement when they know full well they're trading seventy? I mean, who do they get those sheets from that says that? It's like a Bernie Madoff sheet, for God's sake.
4: Yeah, it's it, it, and Tom, I don't know any more than I do. It's yesterday. written into the
5: law, isn't it? Well, I'm saying, well, I guess what I'm saying, Greg, is is if, is if you if you uh, had an account here at PTI and you bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of these bonds, you know, three years ago, and now they're worth seventy, the sheets you're going to get from RBC show them at seventy, right? Now,
2: mark to market
5: right now do the banks see that sheet and go nah it's still really a hundred or do, or do they actually get sheets that say they are a hundred that'd be something Bernie Madoff would do
2: I, I don't even think they have to report they have to report the market values but, but I'm saying
5: they must, they must be somewhere they don't get they don't get paper bonds. they got to be somewhere and wherever they are they, they got be campaigned
2: for that didn't they they can't the banks yeah. can't oh, sure. that because they just wanted the the regulatory uh, ease of saying this is what we paid for them, this is what we're going to get and this is what it is for however long yeah I mean there's something. marking to to market would have been probably extra expenses
5: but, but I'm saying I guess my question to Kevin was if you're if you're a bank of you know say the guys across the street at lakeside if they've got you know 10 million dollars in, in US treasuries is that some securities firm somewhere or is that in a vault at lakeside or I mean, is it They they use their own input into the Fed or what
4: yeah, I, I I don't know how that works. That it's, that was a little out of my uh, a little out of my area, so I don't know the mechanics of it. What what I will say is uh, that if they were going to really do something about it, um, just just to allow for it, then you would see that showing up in their in their loan loss reserve because that's really all you're doing with securities purchases. You're you're loaning money. Okay so you know that's that if if you were to do something about it you were managing uh, all along and you were saying this is great but we have to be prepared in case they, we have to mark it down that's where it would show up they'd be feeding the loan loss reserve all along so if we were to, if we went back to um, financial you know statements but go back to their quarterly reports over a period of well just even the last two years if you see them padding the uh, loan loss reserve, then you know they were preparing for it if you don't see anything going into the reserve then <laughs> clearly they weren't
5: well and but it didn't look like doesn't look like they lost any on loans they lost on their capital
4: well, but what's the capital the capital's is just loaned out oh, it's just it, it just goes into securities that's a loan
5: were you at the uh we only got you for a minute, Kevin. Were you were, at the Sox game yesterday It was quite a ninth inning.
4: Did oh a, a yeah, poor... it was quite a ninth inning, and yes, it was a beautiful day for a ball game, wasn't it?
5: <laughs> well, there's another another same this, same.
4: This this is this is the one one of the things I liked when I lived in Milwaukee. They had they had it was Miller Park at the time. I forget what they call it now, um, but uh, you could buy tickets for a game in April and know that you were going to be comfortable sitting there because if it was. Uh, uh, if it was rotten like it was yesterday, they just closed the roof and it's nice. Well,
5: what is this, What is the story? Not only this year, do you play all the teams like the same amount, right? But I mean, Kevin, you and I played enough ball to know it's not it's not when you who you play. Sometimes it's when you play them. And if you've got a bunch of injuries, or the other guys have a bunch of injuries, you get a chance to. Or if somebody's hot and you're not, or whatever. This idea now that you're playing these teams back to back on alternate weekends. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay is a real hot team, and, it's, and the Sox are struggling. They have to play those guys all six of their games this year in a 10-day period. Is that pretty insane or what? Well, it comes to the same thing with the Dodgers. Well, it is.
4: I, I, it probably manages the travel a little bit better, but um, who knows? You know, the White Sox suck anyway.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think they're this bad. but uh,
4: there, there there you go. There's the title for the show today, the White Sox suck anyway. Well, <laughs>
5: Where, where's Angelica? We need her. All they do is <laughs> lose. Why do we care? <laughs> Kevin, thank you. SP Futures down four and SB Futures down 18. We'll be right back. We'll talk to John about other, other better stuff. Uh, we'll be right back.
8: Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck?
6: 3456, that's 708-349-3456, or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks,
5: jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control. here, right now, right here, right now,
0: right
1: now. Time to time, everyone goes bust. You'll be back in the game before you know it.
5: The uh, S&P futures down five. Nasdaq futures down eighteen. I'm uh, trying to figure out. I have this album, and I'm, I'm got a brain brain fart. Who is it did over? you hear
2: what? Did you hear what the the dude said? Time to time, everyone goes bust. Oh yeah,
5: yeah, that's, that's it. right. It was, uh, this is uh, is this Crosby, Stills, Nash. This is yeah,
1: the uh, four fir- young.
5: This their first. Uh, I think this is their first album. I
1: is think it? you're right. Yeah, because this is actually. Um, mm-hmm. This was used uh, in the Woodstock movie, actually nineteen seventy. Yes.
5: That was before Young got there, right, Jan?
7: Yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I believe so. Yeah.
5: They were, uh, you know, it's interesting if you ever, if you ever read the list of uh, Jan probably knows this verbatim, the list of all the people, how much they got paid for Woodstock. It would not be the list of people that knocked your socks off at Woodstock, would it, Jan? Mm-hmm. It was a different. Uh,
7: yeah, I I can't remember the the big numbers, but yeah, it wouldn't be like the, the, the Murderers Row. You know, yeah, you I think like country Drone and the fish got paid money. more than
5: Jimi Hendrix. There was some, oh, wow. maybe, yeah. no, but but it was. See if you look that up, man. It's yeah. it's a it's it's available. But uh, actually, the the best seat at Woodstock was in the movie because <laughs> you didn't want to be there <laughs> in the right. mud. No, yeah. Plus, some of the, didn't they because of the rain? Didn't some of those performances go on at like three in the morning? Janice? That's right. Oh yeah, yeah.
7: Jefferson Airplane, the sun was coming up, morning maniac music. You, know. mm. you know, the, the, they couldn't really keep to a schedule of any. Your rationality
5: at all. <laughs> you just can't. Just sort of like the right Sox game. You can't, can't stop yeah. the rain. You know. So, Jan, what, what is a uh, um, somebody who has
2: it's raining a lot, of, a lot of
5: talents? You know, on other areas than the finance stuff. Uh, not that you don't know anything about it. You do. But w- when you see all these things happening, w- what is what is every man's view of it? I mean, it, I guess. Uh, w- what do you think when you see something like this? Okay, it was out. It's fixed. What's the big deal? I mean, is that or the do you, do you sense of issues, the sense that this sort of couldn't be happening. It seems this seems different to me than regular stuff that, that used to happen. You know, when when the loans went bad, these people their loans didn't go bad, right? And they made money last quarter. Does that make you nervous, or you say it's just a, a one or two off?
7: I think pe- people feel like they're you know they're missing some important pieces of the puzzle that would explain some of this um, because it's, it's not just you know one or two institutions that are in this boat. I mean, there's really, I think there's a whole fleet of places that are pretty much where, you know, First Republic is or was. Um, And this is not something that's going to go away. And people really have a sense that that this is not something that's a one-offer at all. And yet nobody can really, you know, explain to anybody's satisfaction how this came to be and why it's become sort of, you know, baked into the system now, it seems. And this is what I think really concerns people, that there is no... Limit to where this you know can go. Nobody seems to have been managing the stores uh, enough to even know what was going on or how quickly it could unravel and how big the fallout would be. So I, I think the average person—I I kind of p- I put myself in this probably below average these days as far as what, trying to get a handle on what's happening. F- feels really you know backed into a corner with no place to go, other than to just take your your hit and, and keep taking it over and over again, and nobody seems to be prepared to say we, we can't let this happen again. We're not going to let it happen as let it get as bad as it seems it could at this point either. Nobody has a handle on it. Well, what I mean, I
2: I've got another question yeah, for ahead, you. Right. Okay, what's your first reaction, or what's the normal person's first reaction to the Federal Reserve Chair being pranked by two Russian uh, radio hosts? <sighs>
7: Uh, it, it's like every all, all these other pranking episodes, Greg. You know, yeah, the they that... called
2: him, and I think they had their conversation. I don't know if anything was said, and we probably wouldn't know about it if it was, you know, important. But they got on the phone with uh, Jerome Powell with whatever <laughs> whatever lies they used to get through. They had a conversation with him as uh, the the leader of Ukraine. <laughs> so these Russian pranksters somehow got a hold of the Federal Reserve, and we're talking to him. Just because.
5: Well, it makes me yeah. pissed that guys like Matt Weber and Matt Byrne, uh, if they could do it, why didn't, he, why can't he call up the guy and say, Chief wants to interview you when you're on the air?
2: No, no, they were posing as Zelensky. Oh, <laughs> they,
5: <laughs> they, they, hey, my, my name off. wouldn't have made it too far. That had to be Zelensky. <laughs> right, you got to – All right, we were, that, I guess we'll, we'll take that, <laughs> that, that slap, John. That's why
7: Mike Madigan never had a cell phone, I think, <laughs>
2: Nobody could prank you. What's what's the reaction to a U.S. government official talking to Russian? uh, Or I guess it's not government if it's a private institution. And not knowing the
7: difference. That's the really frightening part. There could be all sorts of national security embarrassments if you think you're talking to one person and you have a a relationship with that person and you divulge things, it's going to end up in, you know...
2: How do we even know we're talking to the real John right now?
7: Well, you know... I guess in the terms of being,
5: I try to be an average person once in a while, whatever that even means. But when, I, when you talk to uh, you know g- guys like uh, Mister Pappas here, uh, and, and there, the whole idea—I mean, when, when did the when did the insurance go up from one hundred thousand to two fifty, Jan? Was it two thousand eight? That sounds right. I
2: yeah, think, I think so.
5: But I mean, all during you know my lifetime in business, nobody even. Your 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 confidence was in the Federal Reserve, as being the bank of last resort, that no matter what happened, your money was safe. You, you, I don't think anybody, Greg or Jan, anybody ever thought that if you dropped a payroll for Flanagan and, pa- and Pappas Plumbing at eight hundred grand on a bank on a Monday on a Friday morning to be paid out that afternoon, that somehow the bank would go under and you'd be on the hook for five fifty. The thought never crossed your mind because you always thought that even though the the insurance for duh people, you know, it's kind of a slap shot at somebody, but the insurance was was more like of an opiate of the people that actually the whole system was sound and was going to be made sound and there wasn't going to be some poor guy who left you know two sixty in there one day all of a sudden was on the hook for ten grand that weekend. Nobody ever thought that way and. And and you and you can't and you can't think that way when you have a system where the Fed is supposed to be tying all this stuff together, because it's one thing for a bank to, to give out really horse bleep loans and lose all their dough. It's quite another to have a run on a place when they're making money, even though their their balance sheet doesn't look so hot. Because the idea is the Fed's supposed to cover that. Now all of a sudden people. They don't believe that. Now, I've heard all kinds of people, and these are, these are not they are not dumb people. I mean, let's say, what are you talking about? I'll why why, do, you, why do you have 300 grand in, in this bank? Jan, the thought of anybody even thinking that way is so odd to me. I mean, where, where, where am I at? What planet am I in? Obviously, well, I'm not in the planet you know, we're here. And
7: that system worked, Tom, as long as you had banks and the Fed that were operating as insurance companies we you know an insurance company that's regulated. You hope every state insurance commissioner is doing his or her job. They're having reserves of a certain amount so that if in the event there's some cataclysm where they're going to be on the hook for a lot of policyholders, um, they've got money stored away that has it can't be touched. Is not you know a mortgage or anything else to, available to pay out claims. And I, I think the, the supposition has always been, well, if, you know if you've got money stashed in the bank to meet payroll the next day and it exceeds the insurance amount, there's still reserves around where in a crunch if company A is in trouble but company B through Z is doing okay um, we got money to handle that, and you know, we can build up the reserves right away again. There's no risk to anybody here. Nobody will know there ever was a problem. Well, but that clearly is not the case now because none of these banks have reserves at all. It seems. But it's not just which, the bank, Jan. Yeah, it's, it's right, not just the bank either, right? But no, no bank, and any given day, and it just uh, well, yeah, they couldn't sustain you know even a, a mini run. You know, if a big depositor came in and wiped out their account, you know, they'd be teetering. Well, but, you know,
5: Greg just said. You know, how much safer your money is it at, at uh, J.P. Morgan? I'm going to say that if if 8% of... of uh, If all of a sudden everybody... I'm going to say showed up showing my age. If everybody wrote a check today that was 8% of all the deposits of J.P. Morgan, they're in trouble. Nobody can handle that. No. That's what the Fed's for. We're going to show up at the Brinks trunk and make sure everybody gets paid. That's...
2: For how long?
5: Well, t- until... I'm saying if it's, if it's just reserves and, and all the loans and everything else are good and, and, it's just, and it's just the deposits, you're taking them out of one bank and putting them in another, what, do you, what are you doing, taking the cash and taking it home? I mean, all they're doing is writing a check to another place, right? So one man's one man's extra deposits are one guy's shortage of deposits. Along with The rest of the stuff is okay. It's supposed to make no difference.
7: Am I right, Chad? Yeah. Well, and explain, too, I mean, every bank that I deal with these Days has restrictions on the amount of cash that's truly liquid in any of
5: well, cash is different than the, these guys just wired the money out,
7: right? But but you know yeah. if you were yeah, you know, moving money on your bank account, one account for you know spending it or whatever, uh, you got caps on it for usually a thirty day period at least, and it's, it's ticking down every time you you move a certain amount of money, it's reducing the amount of money you've got less to deal freely with, um, and this you know I can understand my banks. Do that, uh, as part of the agreement of having an account there. where you can't just get it all out at, at once. You can do it in increments, um, and you understand, you know, how you can maybe get screwed in the in the end run if everything goes bad everywhere. But but customers, you know, you know average persons have to deal with these limits, and you know, it's a loss of their freedom. It's their money, but they don't have. They're just a, a creditor, really, in the bank. Well, I so just got a, uh,
5: a I just got a uh, uh, text here from. One of our contributors, uh, and he said, "You know, banks can't fail, I guess." And I get, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here, uh, John, to try and ex- explain the difference between a bank traditionally failing and what's happening now. And I go, yeah. I, mean, I
2: mean, I'm." I'm I'll, it's I'll, just faster.
5: Well, I'm, no, I'll give, I'll give it, I'll give it one, one more shot here, and then I'll give up, I guess. It traditionally is, and I actually believe it or not. Uh, I was helping somebody look for a bank because somebody wanted to buy one for a while. And I got, uh, Kathy, Kathy Durbin, I remember, you remember her bank? She helped us out with the show. Uh, she had a buddy of hers that for some reason wanted to save all these South Side banks. You know, the traditional ones in the neighborhoods we used to live, Jen. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are, I mean, some are minority, I don't know, some aren't. But a lot of them, you know, are, are just scraping by. And, uh. We actually were looking at a few of them and looking at the loans, and and the loans are you know and some of them are, without going into names, you'll see stuff like uh, the the loans are two or three of the biggest loans are for like car washes for the guys on the board, <laughs> you know that, that kind of stuff. Well, <laughs> if you have a bank, traditionally, that's why you buy the bank, right? You know, well, traditionally, yeah. Well, if at the right price, but traditionally you'll have a bank that has the. It maybe they they rent out or lend out, not rent out, lend out commercial stuff in their town where, you know, Chevy has a plant or something. all of a sudden, Chevy says, screw it, we're out of here on the plant. And all of a sudden, 15, 20 of these buildings that they they loaned out on, people are just gone. You know, so they just, so they've lost money on their loans. They've got deposits, which are the, the liabilities. Now their asset base, which are the loans, drops down to the point where they can no longer really be in business. But now their buildings are still worth something, and you know the drive-throughs. And by the way, the deposits are still worth something. So in that situation, either maybe the FDIC, you know, injects, or takes some of those bad loans, and somebody buys the place, and they're off and running on a Monday morning. That's normally the way it happens, right, John? And it, yeah, it, 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 it's happened many times. So. It's happened many times. And you know, by the way, it should happen once in a while right. because people are supposed That's to. That's how it's, take supposed, to it's happen. supposed to yeah. happen. But this right. this is sort of different. When all of a sudden you've got no real problem with the loans, there's a little bit of a problem with some of the federal securities they bought. But all of a sudden one day, it's it's like the first national bank of every Park all of a sudden, the the, the chairman bought you know uh, bad polyester little league uniforms and 15 kids, you know, have are scratching. So you hate the chairman. Everyone's out there and takes their money out of the bank. That's kind of what's happening now. There's there's nothing. The federal, the it's not like the first National Memory Park has any bad loans or anything. All of a sudden, everybody just gets pissed off at the place and runs up and grabs all their dough like like something in 1933. I I don't think I've ever seen anything like Isn't that. Isn't
2: that the majority of U.S. history though?
5: No, it, it, it was.
2: I think the over
5: a, a run on a, an otherwise reasonably healthy bank. I don't. I mean, think that I've, was, I've
2: never seen one. Well, not in this century, but the past few centuries have been. I mean, when there weren't the regulations there weren't the depositor uh base and to spread it out i think if you were to look at banks and such going back even even into 1800s and so like that that was kind of the risk that you ran that in keeping money or too much of th- something in one spot well
5: sure because the, because the money you,
2: you i think that's more the norm what well, we're that, well, seeing what now the, is more of a return to that. But that's just what with the Fed computers. is supposed to be.
5: That's
7: what the Fed's supposed to be mitigating, right, Jan? Yeah, I mean it, the, the panics, Greg's mentioning, happened with you know pretty regular frequency in yeah. the 19th century, 1837, 1820s. you are just returning
2: to that with 73, computers.
7: 93. Every 20 years or so, the whole system would go under, with, with tr- tremendous suffering too, nationwide.
2: Yeah, now we're discovering we can't print our way out of things, and people are actually scared. So,
5: well, if you go back far enough, if you if you watch the old Bonanza show and you go to the Virginia City Bank, the the, the money they put out there it was their own money. It was money on the bank. And if you went to San Francisco to have a high old time or buy some buy some cattle, you had to bring gold or silver coins, right, Jen? Because that yeah, was the or, other... or
2: their currency. Yeah, or I or... mean, they didn't have Bitcoin.
5: Uh, they, no Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> how can how can they live without Bitcoin? But, but, I mean, is it time to sit down and say, okay, what what are we doing here? White people are not confident anymore. What are we doing wrong? And I I think, John, for earlier discussion, some combination of splitting off the demand and time deposits and some resurgence of a reserve requirement, even if it's 10%, I think it needs to be looked at.
2: The root problem that we're we're having this for is... is Probably commercial real estate and loans. It's not. I don't think it's a liquidity problem. Or it's well, it was for these banks. For the banks that that got too concentrated in certain areas, they got they got burned on their.
5: But it's not. It's it's not a loan concentration, Greg. It's a deposit concentration. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a different it's a different problem. You. I mean, why would somebody? The guys of Silicon Valley. Was it? What's the name of the firm? Uh, Gives it an hour, I get it up here someplace. Anyway. If they have hey, too they,
2: much of one thing, and the the depositors and the investors find out, then it's game over for those guys.
5: Well, why would somebody have fifty million dollars sitting there?
2: Some company. So I don't know. They should probably <laughs> they should probably they be fired cool too. They, I mean,
7: they believed everything they've been told about how secure the system is. Well, yeah. it, people are detached from reality, Tom. I think you know, that's one of the problems, I guess, when you when you institute Fed, well, the Fed. not we personally, but. Uh, we we thought we could make people so safe and so secure that we'd have nothing but booms for the rest of you know time,
2: and that was insane. Their reality was, you know, was making half a million dollars to to a million dollars a year or whatever, and buying the the house with the same bank as they. But uh, that's that was the norm for them, I guess, for however long. Well, you know, and, you, know yeah. you know the
5: TV show that the, the, the banks th- took the advantage. TV show that spells this all out in spades. Having I mean, one a depositor with way too much money in the bank. John might be able to guess that you won't. Two and a half men? No, the Beverly Boys. Oh. <laughs> because because they, Rob, Jed put said, all his money in, what was his name? Was it the Drysdale Bank? Remember Mr. Drysdale? Remember Mr. Drysdale? He spends he,
7: the entire series worrying about whether the Clampets are going to clean out their accounts. Yeah, remember that? Remember that? There goes right. the bank, right? Yeah, oh. the, the entire series right. was, yeah. what,
5: what if Jed moved his money to consolidate whether you know, he was competitor, the There's, whole place and He's luring
7: them into things that will make money for him. And, and prevent losses, and they don't. I mean, they're smarter than he gets credit for. But the, you know, the whole shtick of the, of the show is, you know, this is this kind of crooked banker who's put all of his eggs in one basket, and he manipulates them shamelessly. Well,
5: but he also, I mean, he also had, money. he also had, you know, twenty million deposits. Now he's got fifty and thirty of merged. <laughs> I mean, and it was a pro, it was a prop all the way through the show. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it is it's an, an issue.
7: Fake corporations and how they're going to save all this money. It's just making money for the bank. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing, right? I mean, <laughs> right. It is. It is the same thing. Though. We're the that's here. You know, yeah, we, were, we got some Speak Smarts, <laughs> but maybe not enough. It, it was Roku.
5: Uh, Greg were the guys that had the huge amounts of money in there. Oh right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're little
7: Halo living here.
5: Wasn't yeah. just the payroll, John. They said they they, they like, had their own, they had like all their dough there. checking. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred million. Yeah, some massive, massive number. All right, enough of that. Uh, what do you what do you make of uh, well the Fed's response is to pour poor money into the system, but and, and we'll see if that plays out this week. But what do you guys think of uh, selling May and go away had this huge week we just had last week? That's the Boy. in the stock market selling May and go away has always been the. Because I think it's 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 all BS, but that's that's been the slogan right forever, Greg.
2: That's not a bad idea. Well, <laughs> um, how, can we can we take the rest of the year off?
5: Well, I mean, uh, if you, if you go short and no, you no, you're no not to. short,
2: <laughs> just sell in May and go away
5: and just do nothing, eh? Yeah, you well, wait
2: for what four and a half percent interest rate or something, then well, jump back uh, in.
5: We've we've been getting uh, what, what are we still getting on our treasuries close to five for six? Months? I still
2: can't believe that that the. Uh, Yen moved that much uh, last week. If you take a look at that move, I think it was two and a half or so percent. The volatility on that those those uh, contracts are just around seven. So, in in a whole year, if it's supposed to move seven, and they move two and a half percent in a day, you got to believe that.
5: That's 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 a once in a century event, for God's sake.
2: It it was it it was a lot, and I (laughs) got I got to imagine that they're redoing some of those. uh, some of those pricing models right now.
5: Uh, John, for you're not, when, when you have, uh, when you talk about uh, volatility, all right, and or uh, implied volatility or
2: the VIX. Uh, they price that out for a year. Yeah. So if your VIX is around 20 or 25, that means over the course of a year, you can expect it to go up or down 25% and be ready for it to do that in your person, whatever. Now these guys were, were expecting it to go seven percent a year. It went two and a half percent a day.
5: <laughs> well, even even if it's twenty five percent a year, like, or or if you have the uh, indexes which that's, used to be, you know, they used to trade it like a twelve, right? Which means you can expect a twelve percent move in a year, right? Well, if you have a two percent move in a day, that's enough to...
2: Two and a half percent move in a day on a contract that's that's they're expecting seven percent in a year. That that's like the stock market moving. Oh, what seven? seven yeah, seven or eight. <laughs> seven or eight percent in a day.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean if you're if you're short the wrong call or put and it moves Oops. against you, you, it's a, shall we say, it's a it's a life changing experience. Uh,
2: I mean it's just
5: not. But th- but that sort of happens with. it Used to be uh, that
2: doesn't wipe out you know days and weeks oh yeah. of P and L. That wipes out years.
5: Yep. Well, and we remember when uh, when we first started PTI. Uh, at one point, we had a lot of uh, clients from Mexico, because the, the CME had just put out, they even have the peso contract anymore? I don't think they do, do they?
2: I haven't traded it.
5: But um, they used to have, they they put a contract up on pesos. But they used to devalue this, this stuff <laughs> once in a while, which is like, you know, John, what was that, like a 10% move, 8% move? They devalue stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. This, is, this is what's so so crazy about this, is, is I know I, I constantly keep harping on, and people knowing what's coming and how they can basically screw everybody else. And everybody goes, ah, this guy. All he does is he's a conspiracy theorist. We had this group of people from Mexico, and they were high-end people because they were try- they were going to start a futures exchange. So they were coming up here to learn about options, and these people had them up here for a week, and then we toured them all around and everything. This is a long time ago, God. This is 1990, and uh, so we, we th- while they're here, <clears throat> the peso gets devalued, right? So we, uh, our last class, we all head over to uh, the Excelsior, which is still open. So it had to be before 2000 for sure, because they closed in 2000. I'm sitting there with these guys, and I said, you know, I'm real sorry that you guys, you know, the, your currency essentially got devalued. <clears throat> One dude goes, "Why is that a problem?" <laughs> and I go, "I go, what do you mean?" He goes, "We all know it was coming. We moved our our money offshore last night." And we moved it back today. Now we got ten percent more money than all our neighbors. I'm <laughs> going. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like. Oh, I've got a
2: here's a con, here's a contender for a title. Uh, WAGMI. Wag me. Yeah. We're all going to make it. Yeah, we're all going to make. <laughs> we're it. We're all going to make it. The. Uh,
5: so so I mean, whenever I talk about people having information, John, it's very tradable,
2: and currency. Do you imagine the money made on the yen overnight on that move? That's, yeah. Even say if they take it, if even if it was like nine nine percent vol or ten percent vol, two and a half percent in a day is is just still enormous. If,
5: if well, the amount of the amount of money that's traded back and forth in these currency markets, what do we say? Is is it a hundred times the market, the uh, stock market, or is fifty times the stock market? Yeah,
2: it's it's. Multiples of anything, bonds, which are even way bigger than stocks. So, <laughs> if you've got any type of business in Japan, or any, uh, especially something like a bank or something where you're, your, <laughs> currency risk or yeah, oh yeah, it, you're, you've gone from you know a billion to whatever 1.2 or 1.02 uh, oh, billion, and just for being on the right side of something.
5: Well, you know, our our, uh, our buddy uh, uh, Robert, uh, he works with the, uh, well, he's a lot of people work with the Fed, but since he's been there, one of the accomplishments of his unit, it wasn't all just him, is the currencies, John, used to, when somehow or another, the dollars going to Europe would would all clear at like 11 o'clock, and then stuff coming back the other way would all clear at 12 o'clock, or something like that, some, some bizarre thing. And, I forget which way was which way. And these guys here all figured out that there's like Greg, being the trader that he is, what what wrong what could what bad could happen there, right? <laughs> I mean,
2: what what, what could, could go wrong? What could
5: go wrong there? Sure enough, one day it goes wrong. Some some little bank in Germany or someplace manages to go belly up between eleven and twelve o'clock after they cleared the one side and couldn't clear the other side. And even like, you know,
2: That's when the spreads get
5: wide. That's when the but even like in, well, the big are the big banks here? We still have J.P. Morgan. But if you're going to do a, a currency transaction, you're probably BMO or J.P. Morgan. I mean, you're not...
2: Uh, Deutsche Bank actually doesn't...
5: doesn't well, there's, a, the, there's also, there, there's other banks. con artists yeah. over there. But, but they, uh, so they're, they're, you, those are all here. And you, you do all, well, finally these guys decided they got a mechanism where it clears both ways at the same minute,
2: which is... So now we just so got to find when to bankrupt that one person. <laughs> well, but I'm saying whatever it is, that's everything we'll clears on, one way or that, the other. That's when we'll do our next cyber attack, and
5: well, or, or, or we should. I, I can't believe that Matt Byrne can, couldn't get uh, Jay Powell on the, on the phone of these other schmucks. Could. Well,
2: first we need to be able to convert your voice AI to uh, Zelensky.
7: Well, could we have? Uh, that seems to be pretty easy these days, too, Bird. Right? Why, yeah. why
5: can't we? Why can't we have Angelica say that uh, she's uh, his secretary?
7: Right. <laughs>
4: She'd now, work. Now we're with talking.
5: Right,
7: with the right program, you can make her sound like Zelensky. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah,
5: well, I mean, I'm sure the guy would rather talk to her than Zelensky. <laughs> just saying. But uh, anyway, anyway, Janet, what uh, kind of crazy stuff. Huh? Are, are you in the transfer portal, by the way, with 4,000 other people?
7: Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> did you? Just, My meager
5: just, skills, Tom, who needs them? Did you uh, – Kevin sent out a thing on Friday, Greg, that 40% of the people who enter the transfer portal, like for these football – don't end up with a scholarship some other place.
2: Yeah, there's. They're probably trying to buy time. Is that what the game well, is? If, you,
5: if, if if young Greg, when you have your family, has a nice ride somewhere, and you're not paying tuition. He puts himself in the portal and says, "Hey, guess what, pops? I just blew my scholarship. Are you gonna be happy with him?"
2: They got. Don't they have time to? No.
7: Once you're in, you're out. So you're out. Does this have any impact on, on loyalty of the fan base? I would think. Well, it would. it's it, it j- it's j- it's
5: happening in the off season, John. Uh, it's happening after basically people have already
2: bought their There's tickets. There's got to be something with eligibility. Yeah,
7: I think that's that's one of the reasons they're doing it when they're doing it. But, um, but I gotta believe over the long haul, people are gonna start to be less invested emotionally in a team that just comes and goes every year.
5: Well, same things happen sort of in the NBA. Same yeah. things happen in baseball. I mean, you're not yeah. you, you know you, you used to go out even the Cubs were horrible, you'd go out to see Ernie Banks play, right? Now if they can get anything for them, they'd be, they'd, be they'd, have, they'd have gotten
2: rid of them.
7: Yeah, well, right, right. None of these people, you're not expected to have any
2: charisma. Who needs charisma? <laughs> it's, Did you uh, see Lamar Jackson's contract?
5: Yeah. Well, it's, that's uh, a big one. I guess, John, the answer to that question is to be determined. Anyway, SB Futures down 5, NASA Futures down 32. We go back, we'll have Nancy, we'll talk mortgages. Actually, John, you can hang
8: around and talk mortgages with us if you want. I'll so, hang around for, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, thanks. We'll be right back, Stocks and Jacks. on newsstands, but you can subscribe for ten free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks.
5: Hello, this is Tom how the chief. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term.
6: Stocks, jocks stocks, and jocks, stocks and jocks You are out of control
5: here, right now, right here, right now, right now back Stocks and jacks. I'm Tom Al, Matt Byrne on the board SB Futures down 5, NAGZAC Futures down, uh, down 28 We've got, uh JP Morgan, who took over First Republic, or the best parts of First Republic, is up six bucks, which is over five eighty-six. That's over four and four and a quarter percent. That's a lot. So the market thinks they got a pretty good deal, and I'm thinking they probably did too. And we've been talking about it, and uh, kind of I don't know, grumping about it a little bit. But uh, what the hell? That's what we do, right, man? We grump a little bit right. every now and then. Uh, DAX up one twenty-one point eight percent. These guys, we had a huge week last week to the upside. So Europe is catching up a little bit. Footsie up thirty-eight. CAC around, up 7, up 0.1%. For in Asia, we've got the Nikkei up 286. That's almost a full 1%. Hang Seng, up 54.3%. Hang Seng, over 1%, up 37 points, 1.1%. The ECMO, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, uh, Hang Seng and and Shanghai are not trading today. Those are Friday's numbers. It's it's their Labor Day over there, man. So the only one that's really trading is Nikkei. Hmm. Oops. Uh, Friday... Uh, we were up to two seventy-two in the Dow, thirty-four in the S&P, eighty-four in the NASDAQ. Most of that was later in the day. We just kept coming and we have some mutual fund buying on the close, uh, which is, you know, encouraging, I guess, if you're a bull. Uh, oil down a buck fifty-nine seventy-five nineteen. Ouch on the oil. Rent down $78.85. Natural gas down four cents, two thirty-six, Arbob down four six four cents, two forty-eight. We've got gold, uh, actually now it's up seven bucks 2006 was down earlier silver with a huge move up 2.6 percent is 67 cents 25 89 we got some people in silver so good for that uh, copper up five cents 392 we've got bitcoin down 802 285.75 we've got the dollar is uh... where are we on the dollar We are the euro is well, the euros like unchanged at 1.10 the dollar is actually uh... Up a little against against the pound one point two five, so it's kind of odd we're getting these moves in these uh, commodities like this. Uh, what do you have for
1: Strep Weather Sports, Matt? Yeah, good morning. Currently seven thirty six a m on May first, twenty twenty three. This morning, Chicago it's raining and looks to stay that way throughout the day. Forty degrees currently. We're hitting a high of forty five in the evening. Tomorrow, cloudy skies with a high of forty nine and a low of thirty six. In Phoenix, Arizona, clear skies today, 75 degrees currently, a high of 95 later on. Red flag warning, though, uh, uh, for the area, uh, for uh, fire weather until 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, In the MLB yesterday, Cubs lost to Marlins 4-3. White Sox won against Rays 12-9. And Diamondbacks lost as well, 12-4 against Rockies. Last night in the NBA, Heat beat Knicks 108-101 in Game 1 of the East Semifinals. And Warriors won against Kings one twenty to one hundred in West first round. So for now, Chief, back to you.
5: The uh, we have Nancy. We do. Indeed. Yes, we do. Hi, Nancy, are you uh, are you one of the people that are going to say that you were at the Sox game yesterday, even though you weren't?
9: No, I was not at the Sox game yesterday.
5: I figured by what the, at the Sox game. The, well, I'm just saying by the end of the year, it'll be ten thousand people say they were there to watch that great comeback, and uh, in fact, they had about forty people about the end of the game.
9: Well, what happened during the game?
5: Well, they they were winning, finally, after how many games in a row they had lost. Was it 12, 10, or something like that? And uh, and all of a, and then all of a sudden the other guys get five runs in the eighth and two more in the ninth or something. So they're down four going to the bottom of the ninth. It's pouring rain. There's, there's puddles on the infield almost like in the natural. They All of a sudden they keep getting a hit, keep getting a hit, They get close, get close, and they were the one run behind, and the guy whacks one over the fence, and they win. They score seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. It is brutal weather. (laughs) It was was really something to watch. I
9: watched part of the Cubs game yesterday, but, I mean, they just kept losing the day before. The Marlins, they were tied. They lost. I mean, did they lose the whole series?
5: Well, yeah. The the Marlins have, uh, I want you to look this up. They've they've played something like 14 one-run games this year, and they've won 13 of them.
1: All right, let's, let's check on that.
5: The Marlins, yeah, and it's 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 bizarre, and uh, yeah, they've 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 had quite a run, and they, the Cubs basically did good enough to lose by one run all three day, all three games.
0: No, no. so
5: so, Nance, what do you? I don't know if you heard any earlier conversation. How's how are things in the in the retail end of uh, banking? <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the loans and stuff. Everybody's still doing a, the right thing, and everybody's still getting houses and uh, getting mortgages. It's all good.
9: Uh, I think it's very very slow time, very slow. there's no inventory there's there's nothing I mean if, the refis are over um, and they have been for a while now and there's just no inventory and there isn't that much out there. There really is not that much so people are saying this is not the industry to be in right now, which is you know I can understand it.
5: Well, it's uh... They
9: have, um, you know, uh, the new pricing went into effect today, although it's been built in for over a month, and um, it's true, they are going to, for people who have bad credit, they're going to, you know, let them pay less, and you can see it in, you know, it's built in the algorithms and the pricing, you can see it, and it's, unfortunately, they're going to reward bad behavior
5: or so we'll run that we'll run, run, run that one bias because I,
9: John okay, talking so about, if I don't. you have a if you have a low credit score and you're let's say you have a high someone who is um, 760 and you have someone who is you know 620 or whatever if you have a poor credit score um, you are going to get a better rate than the guy who had the better credit score
5: uh, why is that
9: um, mr. Biden. Signed a law saying that um, we have the richer people have to help the poorer people. Um, but it doesn't make any sense because it's based on it's based on the credit.
5: So I should trash my credit rating if I want a good
7: mortgage.
9: That's yeah, what people are talking about doing, and it's very sad. John, have you heard of this?
7: I have, Nancy, and it's. Um, I, I read somewhere it, it can mean. I think up up to like 800 bucks more a year for a qualified borrower to pay this premium because they've got a good credit score in order to make somebody who's not a good credit risk get a preferred rate. So, I mean, you talk about living in an upside-down world.
5: But how, do, how does the down payment amount, how does the, whether you need mortgage insurance and stuff, how is that all affected?
9: Well, they're saying... What... Okay, let's say. I don't think it
7: changes the you know the PMI requirement. I don't. I doubt. I don't think that it supersedes that. But it just means you've got you know an access ch- to cheaper money than than somebody who's really protected their credit rating, done a good job of putting money away, and has a, a decent down payment too. So I, I just I find it's it's kind of the sad times we live in where good behavior you know, goes punished.
5: Well, if you put right. down twenty percent. And your credit rating is six twenty. It's probably not the. I'm not. I'm not going to be worried about it that much because the twenty percent should cover just about everything. And if you don't pay it, then they have to throw you out, right? But you'll you'll do better than a more qualified
7: borrower. But I'm saying the, it, it's Maybe all it kind of intertwines.
5: Months. It's the amount of. Yeah. you're You're surely not going to put somebody in with like one percent down in a six twenty credit rating that somebody else has to cover, or is that what we're doing, Nance?
7: Well, that we there's no reason why we can't. I don't think in this kind of a system. And that there'll be all sorts of, of discouragements for people to, you know, pay attention to their credit if it's, it's going to punish them for their, you know, the, all, the whole time they own their their property and are paying a mortgage on it. I, I don't understand how, you know, the social engineering can make a lot of people happy other than the ones who are getting
5: well, the benefit ask, of it. Am I going to be the one that has to pay a specific premium or is somebody else getting a specific discount? Is it, is it outlined on the on the contract?
9: No, it's okay. So let's say, uh, par is a hundred. Okay, let's say you you you're buying a house, for, and and um you're putting three percent down, and the same person's putting three percent down. Your credit score is seven eighty, and theirs is six twenty. Okay, six fifty. Let's say. Okay. What happened before was you would get the seven eighty would get. Um, So, if you started at 100, you'll get, you know, minus so much for putting um, 3% down, right? Um, But the 620 guy, or 6650 guy, let's say 660, he's going to get, let's say, you're 780. Everything's the same, except for your credit scores. You're 780, he's 660. You might get, like, a minus 1. He's going to get, like, a minus 0.1875, so, so he's he's not going to
5: be penalized for only putting a three percent down. I am.
9: Well, he's going to be. Well, he's being bit. penalized a little bit. A little. Correct. It's no. And it it used to be the opposite. Now it's going to be that the um just exactly as John said, the person who has good credit and has done the right thing. Is is no longer being rewarded, and the person who didn't suffer at all, they're being rewarded with a lower rate. I uh,
5: that's right. The good good borrowers
7: are subsidizing well not qualified. There's
5: kind of no reason to subsidize somebody with a crummy credit score and only has three percent. What's the point? Why do you want to subsidize at all? Good point. Who's given the who's given the loan? We care about that guy.
9: They're all being backed by Tandy um, and Freddie.
5: All right, yeah. well, that's even more,
7: and it's the it's the
5: so
9: this 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 creates a new market for Wall Street.
7: Yep, yeah.
9: that it does. But I mean, all of all of two thousand seven, two thousand eight brought you know the Dad Frank, all these new rules. We were so horrible. These people didn't know they were being taken advantage of. We took advantage of them. They didn't understand. They didn't know. And now. And we're never going to do this again. And then we absolutely gave no loans. During COVID, we gave no loans to borrowers under 680. And now, because, you know, that would be bad, bad, bad. And now we're completely throwing all that logic out the window. And we're moving forward with this new logic.
5: Um, Which
9: we know doesn't, you know, it's not really going to, to work.
5: Well, it's all it's all about, uh, it used to be, I'm sure it didn't, wasn't invented there. Uh, the term was OPM disease, other people's money. And, and what you see, there's no such thing as, as, a, as a zero transaction, right? I mean, if you were to say that, okay, uh, times are bad, the renters don't have to pay for six months, okay? You're assuming you're helping renters that, you know, maybe don't have enough money or whatever it is. Well, you, the, it's, it's, if the government wants to do that, they, they, what's the term, John, an unfunded mandate? Yeah. The government, when the government wants to do that, they really should say, we're going to send a check to your landlord because we've we decided you can't pay and we don't want you to move. Whether you agree with that or don't agree with that, I guess is a, is a, is a story, but at least you're not taking it out of the hide of the homeowner or the apartment owner, right? Or now we're taking it out of the hide of I mean, instead of them just saying, we'll make up the difference, they're saying, John at 780 has got to make up the difference. So what did John do wrong exactly? Other than do, you know, maybe he was luckier, maybe he just worked harder, who the hell knows. But why 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 do we keep taking it out of other people's hides? If we're going to do that as a as a welfare system of some kind, well, okay, I'm not sure I agree with it, but at least let's do it
7: that way, not this way. Or where am, am I wrong here? I think you know it's part of this culture of reparations for you know aggrieved people, a, a class of aggrieved people, and other people who have you know done better and are are deemed to be the villains here, and they should pay for all the injustice of their previous behavior, which is kind of insane. The thing I don't like about it is that there's no guarantee that this kind of policy change is going to make any difference in the default rate. If anything, it will just accentuate. Um, the lack of the ability of these low credit score people to perform on their loan according to the terms. It isn't like this is going to make a difference between them being a solid borrower and a not-so-solid borrower. I have a hunch if their credit's in trouble, they're going to default no matter what perk has been given to them at the beginning, even if it's in a reduced rate over the life of the loan. So this isn't going to prevent distressed properties from pouring out of the market, and the people who, you know, played by the rules are, you know, you're going to be stuck with you know another glut of, of distressed properties that, that are going to pull down the value of their homes, it just like like happened in 2008. So you know everybody will lose pretty much, but some people will lose more than others.
5: Well, so but Nancy, if I if I all of a sudden um, or a guy like John, you know, big big bucks, if if he wants to to buy a place and a place is you know 400 grand and he walks in with an 800 credit score and he says, here's my 80 grand to put down. He's not is he's not being hurt, is he, or is he? Yeah, yeah
0: not to pay. He,
9: well, what, he do you, is. what do you what do you got to pay? The, the the break is the thirty percent. In order for in order for John to become untouched, because I looked at this all weekend, um, in order for John to be untouched, he has to almost be putting thirty percent down.
5: Well, so in order for I,
9: him not to be affected by contributing to someone else's. Right. Like so, but said. I mean,
5: you you quote him a rate, say it's six percent, and okay. he goes, okay. How I guess I'm missing the how how exactly is he paying? Is he going to end up paying six point zero zero one percent, and the one percent is going to go somewhere else? Where where, where does that money go?
9: If he would have paid, in other words, in his six percent that I have to quote him, um, there's going to be some reparation towards and giving towards. You're paying, in other words, when if if is a hundred. Um, you get you lose um, points or you know half a quarter here half there or whatever the loan pricing adjustments are going to be included in there is going to be a portion that will go to um, he that portion that would never have been there before for funding people who so have it's,
5: it's a it's a tax carve out. So every every month, John's going to send in a four thousand dollar check, but in effect, twenty dollars of that's going to go to some fund.
9: Yeah, I I believe that is correct because if John um, put thirty percent down, he would be better than six percent. He'd have a he'd have a lower rate.
5: But but it, but it's all that if if it's whatever Joe's mortgage company or Joe's bank that gives them, there's essentially going to be. When John gets the mortgage bill, it's going to say, "Mortgage thirty nine hundred, uh, extra tax to somebody $50, No, it's, not
9: there. it's just in his rate. And then, but right. then, it's then the, then the bank
5: has yes. to sneakily take the thirty nine or to four thousand. They only can take four thirty nine fifty in house, and they got to send fifty some other place. Where is the Some other place.
7: I think it's isn't it the the Housing Finance Authority, which is an arm of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? It's,
9: it's going to well. First of all, it, Tom, the bank is only a servicer. Right. Uh, right. all the money goes to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac so they will figure that out when it gets to that yeah,
7: it'll be a set aside for the finance, the finance authority of the, those two operations that came up with these rules changes so I, right. I guess it's a way of, of replenishing them in the event of defaults that it, they know are going to happen I don't see it as being enough to prevent the kind of destruction to the housing economy down the road if you've got a lot of unqualified borrowers um, being given incentives to buy. This is just what happened in 2008 under a different guise.
9: I I agree with you. That is exactly my point. This is the same thing that happened in 2008, only under because then it was you had um, no income, no asset loans.
7: Right, right, you and, had and, and you know, flimsy alone. appraisals and lots of other of stuff. But
9: right, so it all that was one way of doing it. Now we have another way of doing it. And my point is we're doing it again, created right. by the government, and then. Well, now, when and you this say that, of-
5: is, this a, is, this a, is this a law
7: or is this a, a change in policy of Fannie and Freddie?
9: Change in it's,
7: policy. It's, it's their adjustments. This is the, if you do business with, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, this is how it's going to be.
9: See, so now it, Wall is Street is step in. Yeah, Wall Street will now step in, and, and why wouldn't they?
5: But why, why does, right? but why doesn't, if you were to tell this to one of your congressmen, why can't they say, pass the law and say you can't do that?
9: Well,
7: they could. But they won't. No, they won't. Well, do,
5: you think, do you think Congress has denuded themselves enough, or what? Oh, <laughs> I don't know whose side they're on. To. Not mine. But they, they obviously <laughs> are not doing their job. I mean, do, I don't. I mean, it's this is crazy stuff. I mean, you see all the stuff that's going on in, in the in the city, and it, it's all. I understand that if you have uh, people that, for whatever reason, are not doing as well as other people, to to come up with some programs. That maybe allow people to learn some stuff, a lot of stuff Kevin's doing, and there. I mean, if you were going to pay some tuition to learn a skill someplace for people, but to me the goal is always toward self-sufficiency. Boy, I, boy, talk about a luddite! That's not what any of these goals are. It's it's this no. constant state of getting money from other people, and isn't the idea to to, to get individual people out of that 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 trip or that, that, that slog or the quick quicksand or whatever you want to call it doesn't seem to be. It, now no. it's just a, it's a permanent state of affairs, where people don't seem to understand how the American system is quote supposed to work. And I, I I don't. I was listening to the people last week, and it was all about the you know some of the the kids in uh, the bad neighborhoods don't have the same stuff as people in Winnetka. Well, first of all, duh, uh, but. They totally missed the point that somebody up in Winnetka, and that's saying they're all great people. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Winnetka's, but those people paid for that stuff. They, they, I mean, it wasn't like the federal government said, we're going to we're going to build swimming pools for people in Winnetka. I don't think. It's not that the rich don't get, you know, a lot of the benefits they do, but, I mean, at some point, the ad- object is to get the people in the bad neighborhoods the education and the jobs to where they make enough money or they can have the swimming pools too. To me, it all comes together, but I
7: don't think anybody thinks so anymore, do they? No, equity doesn't mean at all what you described. Equity means that everybody, if if you're doing well, you must be doing something wrong because there's so many other people who aren't doing well. You must have stolen from them. So we have to adjust this and make it impossible for you to do to your potential, whether it's earning power or education or anything else. If everybody wants the same... Outcome, don't they? We want everybody to be the same. Nobody's got more opportunities than anybody else. And, you know, I never, you know, angled to live in such a world because I knew it would end up screwing no, you know, but everybody you, I knew. You? But so, no,
5: neither you and Nance ever signed up for this current world where a few people get such amazing advantages over other people. That a lot of times these people aren't wrong in some of this. There's a middle ground here, right?
7: Well, but, you, you can't begrudge people for working hard and saving money and not, you know, Spending money on and, and oh, on that thing level, I'm right with money.
5: you. But I'm saying to to allow your big companies to go overseas and not pay taxes, or Amazon to borrow at three percent when the guy in the hood oh yeah, well, of, that's, yeah, uh, that's
7: whole different whole different right. uh, ball away.
5: So Nancy, I mean, is this going to make other than being aggravating? Uh, it's not really going to stop somebody with the 780 getting his score. Is, is he even going to know that he's paying 25 hours oh, more a month? It, it, it,
9: The the, well the second part of the problem is the news media has made this a huge, huge big deal, okay? And I'm not saying that's wrong. Good or bad. Well, it's 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 informing the people that you're going to pay but their their spin on it is is you're you're going to pay now for people who have poor credit. Okay? And I'm, they're not they're not wrong in what they're saying, but now people who have good credit are saying, "Well, shit, how do I trash my credit score?" I don't. That's all I'm hearing is, "How can I trash my credit I score?" Don't, I
5: don't. I can't imagine it would be worth it to you to trash your credit score to do this. I mean, is it that much difference per month?
9: No, that no. But what they're saying is, "How can I trash my credit score?" Because somebody's going to get something for free that I'm not. I'm not getting. So. Like uh, John originally explained, it it would be better if they had come up with something that said, okay, like at every closing, you're going to pay a $100 fee. Then there would be, you could understand what the argument is about, okay? Because there are, when I studied it, you know, those paying 30% are totally unaffected. Um, And like you're saying, those paying 20, putting 20% down, they're not, as badly affected as somebody who's not. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's different with the pricing levels. So you, it'd be better for the person to understand. Look, I'm only giving a hundred dollars towards this. Well, that's no big deal. I mean, as you're checking out somewhere, they'll always say, "Well, could you, you know, pay the ninety three cents and round up and give it to, you know, Lori's children or whatever." Most of the time, people say yes. I mean, because it's a small thing, right? It's Mike, small says, Mike
5: says it's about forty bucks a month. Is that true, Mike? Michael. Mike Michael. Murphy,
7: our buddy, our contributor. Yeah, that's that's the downside to some good credit, pretty much, and it, and it's on the disclosure statements. I mean, you'll know that you're paying it. I just, you know, why didn't they do it like the phone company used to do, where they slap a charge on your monthly phone bill to subsidize people who couldn't afford to have a phone? You know, if it was, we, if a we were a small amount of money, most people didn't squat. So. See,
5: Jan, you you've got you've got to get you and Nance, you are too good of people. We got to get we got to get a lot sleazier. Now, what we got to do is. <laughs> is is Nancy's got to put a big ad in for a – what's that place on next to the uh, 159th? It's, it's kind of a – one of those hotels has a big uh, conference room or something. Rent that place, Nance, and say seminar. The chief, John Flanagan, and Nancy are going to uh, teach you how to trash your credit score of <laughs> $500.
9: And well, so, and, and see, that's the frustrating part. Is like for years, all you've said to people is you have to respond, but you have to watch your credit score. Now everyone is thinking in that direction, and now we're doing
0: this.
5: But we could right. we could have a, a ten minute conference for five hundred bucks a person. Don't pay your credit bills. Don't pay your mortgage for two months, and turn around and walk out and make our five hundred bucks as a consultant. Yeah, make a strategic late payment. You know? Yeah. How does anybody not know how to trash their credit score? <laughs> that, that, that is the that, that is the, the, the uh, epicenter of, of stupidity. How do you, everybody can trash your credit score? Just don't pay your bills. Right, and then
9: you have. <laughs> and, Why do I find and this and so? Fun- Why do I find this so funny? If you have late, if you have t- uh, late payments, then you can't refinance for a year.
5: Really? Yeah.
9: Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, it, it's just that's why I'm so frustrated because there are, if you go ahead and do this and people are saying, Oh, well, you got to do because I've talked to to a couple lawyers and they said, that's all they're getting calls on. So they're saying to people, you know, well, people, people are telling them, well, I'm just not going to, I'm going to miss a payment or two here or there. Okay. <laughs> and just, 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 to just, just to do something against this. Okay. And they're not realizing that there is this rule. If you, if you, are late on your payment? I think I do believe it's more than two times. You can't ref, you can't you can't do anything for a year. Lance,
5: all you have to yes. do. All you have to do is buy something big. Well, I don't know if it's that will it reduce way. your available
7: credit. You will you know, your, your credit score will be knocked down some. Actually, so be, you know, go out and buy a Tesla or something. But
9: all you have to do really is just go over fifty percent on your credit cards and continually keep. Running yeah. them up to the to the man your credit card, and and driving. Right, just don't don't mess with your mortgage. But everybody wants to mess with the mortgage oh, because yeah. they're pissed yeah, about to,
5: this. My uh, when I bought that red pickup that Audrey hated, I went down to Tucson and it was about six grand. Right now, of course, it'd be twelve for the same crummy truck. And I, 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 the guy, the guy says, "How do you want to pay for it?" I go, "Well, I got a check. I got cash. I already put in a credit card." He goes, "We'll take credit card." Okay, they actually <laughs> brought the cash, and I had a check. The guy goes, uh, so I put it on my U.S. Bank credit card, which I had, a, you know, I had a credit line of about fifteen on the thing. And I come back, I look at, my, you know, how they get the credit reports every month. I was like eight oh five. All of a sudden, I am like seven sixty. Yeah. The next yep. month, I paid. I paid the whole. You know, I gave the a check for sixty five hundred bucks. The credit card company, I am right back to eight oh five. So all you got to do is do it for a month, and you can drop it if you want, and then just pay them. You are right, right back up.
9: But unfortunately, everyone's saying, "Oh, let's hit the mortgage." So,
5: oh yeah, you don't. I think
9: this is just going to cause a lot of confusion. Well, that's why. That's why people. they need
5: a seminar that we can give for five hundred dollars a person. We can teach them how to do it. Don't not pay your mortgage, you idiot! Don't pay your credit card or your cable bill.
7: And it causes resentment too, which is the, maybe their reason for doing this. It just stirs the pot. You know, it pits people against each other. Totally unnecessary, but necessary to somebody.
5: Or are we going to serve coffee and rolls, and we got to get six (laughs) hundred?
9: No, no, no. no. We're going to take donuts and cut them into quarters. Well, then then, caviar.
5: Then five fifty, whatever it is. And if we have lunch and do something else, then it's up to seven hundred. You know, if people don't pay, they don't appreciate it, right?
9: Well, we can always take them out for lunch, and and we can drive through the McDonald's line. Yeah,
5: that would cost too much.
9: Tell them they can have anything they want off the dollar menu,
5: (laughs) which is now a buck ninety nine, right?
7: And yeah, we'll put the whole thing
5: on plastic Tom, Trash every. Oh God! Then we'll get our two percent back. Nance, you didn't exactly bring the best news today, but uh, we're still. <laughs> still, still
9: we, we, Sorry, Tom.
5: I, I was talking about a banks dose, earlier. A good dose of reality. After sure. our after our bank conversation, we needed a breath of fresh air, and you didn't exactly bring that. But but anyway, good stuff. You better move me out of Monday's time oh, slot. Though. Yeah. Everyone's out (laughs) of Well anyway, SP Futures down 350 SA down 15. Back tomorrow, Stocks and Jocks.
8: Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTIsecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIproDirect.com. Nadex, offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.
0: English, motherfucker, do you speak it?